this is Lindsay Garl. I race slingshots, and you're listening to the Four Wide Salute podcast. Memorial Day, everybody. It is, of course, Monday, May 31st. Welcome to another episode of the Four Wide Slew podcast. Well, I would have said it was going to be an eventful weekend. And if you were Mother Nature, you had a blast. Uh, let's start with a couple of breaking news items I have for you guys. Uh, unfortunately, two people have split from their rides as of this past week. Timmy Buckwalder and the Danny Summling owned number 51 modified have parted ways on good terms as of Monday. And Jeff Halligan and the Barshinger 24, you know, they just got together, uh, I think, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, uh, had a, a top three finish at Williams Grove. And they have also parted ways per social media. Not sure what's going on there. Uh, a big happy birthday shout out going out to 87 years young today, Mr. Davy Brown, the legend, the man, the myth himself. Uh, he will be at Port Royal today with Lance DeWeese and the Kreitz team. So a uh, happy birthday going out to uh, my my personal favorite, Davy Brown. And also Robert Bell, you know, we talked about him last week or two weeks ago, picking up his first win ever in a wingless sprint car, has now made it two in a row, uh, Oskaloosa and... Up and until Thursday night, there was a joke going around on Twitter that he actually had more wins this season in the sprint car than Kyle Larson did. And then Kyle Larson went out and picked up a $20,000 check at Atomic with the Fast Series. So uh, as of right now, Larson and Robert Bell are tied for sprint car victories in the year. Very uh, interesting circumstances as of 2021 right now. Uh, on to our results. So Sunday night, the All-Stars capped off their Indiana invasion for the uh, Race for Redeem Foundation. 26000 to win at Kokomo. What a great battle for the victory there. Zeb Wise came out on top. Kerry Madsen had the lead at one point and flipped it. Uh, Brady Bacon had the lead at one point and something broke, I believe, under a red or a yellow. But a great battle between Zeb Wise, Sunshine, and Rico. Awesome racing. Just was flat out awesome racing. You know, Kokomo's tough, uh, especially around the top. It was very rocky, bumpy at any point in time. Something could have went awry, but uh, great to see those guys. All three former midget guys running 410 sprint cars and making it look fantastic. This is what the future has become, my friends. Uh, Sunshine, I believe, did, did pick up the uh, $10,000 paycheck for the overall four-day uh, point total getter. So uh, hats off to him. Uh, World of Outlaw Sprints. So Friday, we're supposed to be at Terra Hot. That rained out. And today, um, for the Memorial Day Spectacular, they are at Lawrenceburg. That will be on Dirt Vision. The All-Stars, unfortunately, um, rain just did not help them at all. Friday night's Davy Brown tribute got rained out at Williams Grove. Saturday show for the Bob Weikert Memorial at Port Royal rained out. Sunday's got postponed which is now being run today on memorial day uh that will be on flow for those of you who would like to check that out and of course any of these races that are going on today we will have the results for you on next week's episode short track super series tuesday they were at new egypt for the dirty jersey seven i believe 
and uh, Mad Max had the lead for quite some time. Brandon Grosso was up there, and then um, I, I don't know if Max burned his shit up or what, but Anthony Prego came on late to snake that one away, so hats off to Ant. And yesterday's race that was supposed to be at Penn Can, the Clash at the Can, got postponed until Tuesday. So again, we'll have those results for you then. Uh, Tuesday, that will be on Flow for those of you who would like to check that out. Super Dirt Car Series. We ventured up to Weedsport yesterday for the Heroes Remembered 100. Never been there. Very neat track. One thing I thought was very different was they have almost like floodlights around the interior portion of the track. On the other side of the, the jersey barrier there, or the concrete wall, there's uh, little floodlights that uh, kind of help you know brighten up the track. And I thought it was very different. Never, I can't recall seeing that anywhere else. But it was worth the three and a half, four hour haul. And uh, Billy Decker led the majority of that race, got the lead early from Jimmy Phelps and was gone for quite some time. He was out by, I want to say, half a track. There was a caution, I think, on lap 83, 84, 85, somewhere in there. And uh, Matt Williamson, who was in second, got the lead right away on the restart and never looked back. You know, for for those guys who, you know, you go to these tracks on a weekly basis, the 30 lap feature, 25 lap feature, and guys are beating and banging, wrecking every lap and driving into each other before the green flag comes out and all this and that. Go back and watch the highlights or the replay on Dirt Vision from this race at Weedsport. 80, like I said, I think it was 86 straight laps. No, I don't know that anybody touched in 86 laps. They ran clean, they ran smart. Nobody was wrecking each other. They weren't beating and banging. It was just, I thought it was a very smart race. And I, hats off to all those guys that were out there competing on that. Um, not today. They are running the Mr. Dirt Track USA at Lebanon Valley Speedway up in New York. That, again, will be on Dirt Vision. And I'll have those results for you next week. USAC Sprints Wednesday were at Terra Hop. A nasty header from Brady Bacon. I actually missed it. I was uh, actually sitting right here in this chair recording an episode. I came down. My wife was distraught. She's a huge Brady Bacon fan. And uh, watched the replay, and I can't recall seeing someone barrel roll like that in quite some time. Uh, it was nasty. And sure as shit, came back out for the B, made made the A through the B, and I think ended up finishing third. Hats off to the to the Bacon Squad and the, and the Hoffman Racing Team for that deal, but a uh, scary, scary moment. Chris Windham ended up getting the victory. Late race contact with uh, Justin Grant. Some call it a dirty slider. He didn't stick it. Uh, whatever the case may be, I saw something completely the same happen a few laps before where Grant ran Windham up over onto the cushion. So, you know, a little tip for tat. Those guys talked. Uh, Grant says next time you see him, he'll be on the other end of that deal. So uh, we look forward to seeing the part two, if you will, of that whole scenario. Uh, USAC Midgets. So we're talking asphalt, folks. Saturday, Cody Swanson won both both the midget and the silver crown carbonite classics congrats to him and then the little 500 at anderson was also yesterday uh that being won by tyler rorig congrats to those guys uh non-wing world championships at circus city in indiana was won by dason persley hometown guys won their qualifiers i think thursday was colin white and friday was uh brian carver so uh congrats to those guys Lucas All Late Models had a nice three-day show, which turned into a two-day show. Um, 
Friday, they ended up running the 8th Annual Cowboy Classic, which was supposed to be Thursday. This is all at Lucas Oil Speedway. T-Mac with the win. And then they went and ran another complete show right after that for the tribute to Don and Billy Gibson, in which Josh Richards was your victor. And Saturday night was the 29th Annual Lucas Oil Show Me 100. And Hudson O'Neill, 20 years old, picking up the Show Me 100. If I'm not mistaken, that was 20 grand to win. So congrats to all those guys. Castrol Flow Racing Night in America, which was on Tuesday, was at Tri-City Speedway. Bobby Pierce was on another planet. He was gone, checked out, goodbye. I was watching New Egypt. By the time I turned that on, I think he had like a six-second lead or something, something a little ridiculous. He was just gone. When Bobby Pierce gets that top run in to his liking, it is no comparison uh, the Mars Racing Series also ran Saturday, Sunday. Saturday, they were at Fayette County in Illinois, and Jason Fager was your winner. And yesterday's show at Spoon River Speedway saw Brandon Shepard take the uh, the family car, the B5, to Victory Lane for a $5,000 payday. Ultimate Super Late Model Series uh, Sunday ran the Mike Butler Memorial at Cherokee, in which Brandon Overton uh, I believe did one of those deals fast time heat winner and feature winner took home the whole pie Southern National Series ran Saturday and Sunday. They're also running tonight Saturday. They were at Dixie Speedway in Georgia and uh, Dreamweaver Randy Weaver picked up the victory Sunday was at Rome in Georgia that went to Tyler Millwood and tonight they're at 411 Speedway in Tennessee. And once again, I'll have those results for you next week locally so it's it turned out bad it did wednesday's uh events at action track and Kutztown got rained out thursday uh merc and i headed up to orange county for the 2575 big block show which was awesome awesome stuff uh 225 lap qualifiers which set your inside and then outside rows of your feature. Stuart Friesen was on the pole. Stuart Friesen won. However, hats off to Dylan Stewart. Dylan Stewart won his his qualifier and then was running second for quite some time and eventually did cut down a tire. But uh, he came back out and ended up, I think, fifth, sixth, seventh, somewhere in there. Uh, Stewie did lap into the top ten, though. I will say that. I thought the racing surface was great. You guys should go check it out. It is it is not your typical lockdown putt putt around the bottom kind of kind of track there anymore. Once again, hats off to Brett Hearn and the crew for uh, getting it um, into some multi groove racing. I enjoyed it. So Friday, uh, these are all rainouts, guys. Big Diamond, Pen Can, Accord, Afton, Albany, Saratoga, Ransomville, Utica, Rome, Outlaw, Brewerton, all rainouts. Can Am got their show in, believe it or not. Billy Dunn with the small black win there. Saturday, Grandview rained out. Bridgeport was off for a monster truck show. That rained out. New Egypt rained out. US 13 rained out. Lincoln had their Hank Gensler Memorial, which they have postponed to today. That will be on flow. Check it out. Uh, Port Royal, as we mentioned, they're running the second day of the uh, 29,000 to win today. Uh, that's where my wife's heading. I will be at home doing your podcast, actually. But I will be watching on television. And uh, once again, I'll have those results for you guys next week. Orange County was off. Fonda had twin 22s, a little tribute to Dave Lape. And Stuart Friesen won both 
features. The first one, he got caught up in a in a scuffle, I think, early on in that one. Went to the rear and was back up to like fourth in nine laps. Just it, he's the guy. There should be a bounty on his head every week at Fonda. No offense. Uh, he's earned it. Thunder Mountain uh, rained out. Woodhall rained out. Lebanon Valley rained out. Fulton had their modifieds and ESS 360 sprints. Larry White in the modifieds and Jason Barney in the 360s. I think that's two in a row now for Barney. Um, Lando Legends, Matt Shepard ended up in victory lane. Congrats to him. Career win number 400. 400. Still, you need to double that and then some to catch Brett Hearn. I don't know if anyone's ever going to touch it. Uh, Devil's Bowl. I don't want to cover Devil's Bowl. They run primarily Crate Sportsman. However, they are running a Northeast Crate Nationals event that got postponed till today. Uh, I'm not sure that that's on any of our streaming services, but I will have those results for you guys next week. Last night's Thunder on the Hill show at Grandview, the Roaring Triple 20s got rained out as well. They have moved the Triple 20s to October for the mods of the Madhouse. Uh, upcoming. So a lot of stuff coming up again. World of Outlaw Sprints, like I said, are running today at Lawrenceburg. Friday, they have the Giordo presents the first leg of the Northern Tour at River City Speedway in North Dakota. So they will be somewhat in, um, Donnie Schatz's backyard. Saturday, the, the GMC Select Dealers of Minnesota presents at Granite City Motor Park in Minnesota. All-Stars Thursday, they are at Fairbury in Illinois. Friday, they will be at Wilmont in Wisconsin. Saturday, Plymouth the Dirt Track in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. And Sunday, at Angel Park Speedway in Wisconsin. Another four-day uh, four stint for those guys. World of Outlaw Late Models Friday will be at Circle City in Indiana, where we just saw the reopening. Uh, the All-Stars were just there the other week. And Saturday, they'll be at Plymouth in Indiana as well. USAC. Uh, midget week's coming up, guys. A bunch of my buddies are heading out. Uh, I wish them all a fun and enjoyable time. Be safe, come back in one piece. For some of you, that might be a feat. Uh, <laughs> this Thursday coming up starts. They'll be at Paragon Friday, Bloomington. Saturday, Lawrenceburg. Sunday, Tri-State. Then they're off Monday, Tuesday. Wednesday, they're at Circle City. Thursday, Lincoln Park. Friday, Gas City. And the finale Saturday at Kokomo. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine days of racing for Indiana Midget Week. All on flow. So check it out. It's a great time. Those guys will put on a fantastic show. Uh, but as far as results and upcoming, that's all I have for you guys. But uh, lots of racing on TV today. Lots of racing on TV this week and upcoming this weekend. Uh, interview coming up your way shortly with Mandy Pouch. Uh, great interview with her talking about her vlogs and what she does behind the scenes and uh, her time working for Dirt, for those of you who don't know. But as always, smash the like button, share the podcast. Let's get viewership. Give me a five-star rating on your platforms. But uh, that's all I have for now. Enjoy the show of Mandy Pouch coming up, and I will see you guys next week. On this week's episode of the Four Wide Sloop podcast, we have the quote unquote social media guru herself, 
and the woman behind the Mandy Pouch vlogs, Ms. Mandy Pouch, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great. Uh, unfortunately, Kutztown got rained out tonight, so yeah. um, wasn't going to go, but I was going to watch it. But uh, I guess now we can watch USAC later. And uh, yeah. so how was uh, New Egypt last night? It was good. I mean, it was um, a little bit of mix. I mean, the racing was awesome. Um, but I mean, the crowd, I, I always look at like every aspect, the crowd, it was good. Could have been better. Um, the racing was awesome, but for some fans, they probably couldn't see cause it was a little dusty, but, um, no, it was, it was a, I think it was a good turnout. I mean, I always like it when New Egypt has special shows, Dayo comes in and, you know, it's always great to see the outsiders come in. It's very, very rare and seldom they, you know, travel below the new york border but it was it was a good night yeah i mean and what i've learned to look at too is you know the car count i thought the modifieds was a little bit lower than normal however <laughs> when you look at the quality of cars it was a solid field and Absolutely. that and that's what i've learned to look at you know on friday nights is it's not necessarily that we need 40 modifies every week but if we have you know 28 to 30 good ones it's mm -hmm. going to be a hell of a show. So yeah, I thought yeah. I thought it was good. I know they reconfigured turn one and two, which um, some guys are okay with it. Some aren't a fan of it, but it honestly, from my point of view, it doesn't seem all that different. Watching from the grandstands, it kind of looks the same. The racing is the same, you know, to me. So, but um, so I I do want to ask you this question, and I'm sure you get this a lot. When you have Mike and Billy, or even all three on the track at the same time, how do you keep your emotions in check when they're around each other? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's a, I wasn't sure where you're going to go with that question. If you're going to ask me if they're one, two, three, dear God, I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> I, I think, and um, I figured you'd never be able to answer that question because it, it's, yeah, no yeah. But yeah, how do you how do you keep your emotions in check? You know with them racing near each other and you know you can't control what's on the track basically so you know how do you see it for me um kind of goes off what, you, what we were just talking about car count qual like the quality versus quantity and like there's drivers out there that you cringe when <laughs> when our driver's next to them and when like for instance gosh where was the last race i think mike and was it feelings group that there were i, I can't they're all molding together but they're lap after lap after lap next to each other i'm like come on someone just freaking go but I I am more comfortable and confident with them next to each other because they give each other space and they're you know they're respectful of each other. But they're also the three of them are so similar that it's like we're just gonna race each other for thirty laps. This is terrible. Um, but I mean, off the track, it's just pure anxiety for me. I mean, if it wasn't for the videos, I think I'd be calm. But like last night, for instance. Um, both Billy and Mike had their heat races back to back. Mike was in the first one. Billy was the second one. Okay. Make sure Mike gets in the car, turn the cameras on, run over, make sure Billy gets in the car, turn the cameras on. And it's like nonstop. So it's, it's very stressful from that side, but I mean, yeah, he race like 
years ago when Don Billy both were racing at New Egypt, they both kind of were like, listen, this is stupid of us because why both be basically fighting for like the bread of the table at the same track and not separate and go elsewhere and try to like bring both to the table, you know? So that makes sense. And I, I, I like when they're all together, but I also don't like when they're all together. <laughs> well, yeah. And I, and I know you've made it, you've made it known when you see the heat lineups, if they're two or all three of them are in the same heat race, it's like, <laughs> Oh my God, how did this seriously just happen? I know. And usually most places are, are respectful. They know, and they're like, okay, like, let's not do that. Um, but some tracks, they just love it and put on like to put on a show and it's, it's tough, but I mean, it's what we do. I mean, it, as long as they qualify through the heat races come feature, I'm usually pretty good, but it's just the getting there, making sure everyone's okay. I mean, last night, luckily everything was pretty smooth. So, I mean, it's, there's all kinds of odd end things that happen. <laughs> oh, right. And there, and there always will be, unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's just, it's the name of the game. I don't know that many drivers go through a smooth night from the time um, they leave the house till the time they get back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a it's an interesting thing, especially, you know, watching your vlogs and just seeing your emotion come out of everything that goes on, whether it's a positive or a negative. It's it's a different dynamic to to see, you know, that side of mm-hmm. things, um, you know, it, it would almost be like having a an in helmet camera type thing or being able to, yeah. you know, like NASCAR does where they'll do their, their replay video of all the, the communications. <laughs> I, I don't know that yeah. dirt drivers want that out there, but no, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a different dynamic. So, I mean, how did you get yourself to where you are now with your vlogs and your presence on social media? I mean, I, I so it's, it's different in 2021 as far as people getting out of high school or into college and being able to direct themselves towards that type of stuff Mm -hmm. but it hasn't always been that way so how did you navigate yourself to where you're at so um gosh it had been six years six seven eight gosh they're all blending together um but years ago right uh dirt track digest had asked me to do blogs when we went to florida and i honestly thought who would want to hear what i have to say and i mean i'm always anyone that knows me knows i'm always like let's talk about the food at the racetrack who cares about the racing mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh, it was, well side note it was funny um, cause I guess Tyler Herb just came out with a t-shirt and, you know, they were doing videos of, you know, always eating cheeseburgers and going to McDonald's. So he came out with like a fast food looking t-shirt. My brother's like, we should do something. That's like awesome. And I'm like, yeah. I was like, we can absolutely do that, Billy. But backing up. So I did blogs for Dirt Track Digest and I, I was so blown away by how many people read them. I, I just couldn't believe it and they loved it and they, they just lived off it and then people were like keep doing more and I did and it was actually I think it was two years after doing blogging for DTD my dad went and uh, pulled out one of his gosh freaking looked like 1980s camcorder probably wasn't that old but it was old enough 
And he was like, you should videotape. And I thought, you know, that's uh, carrying a camera around. That's just awkward. That's like drawing attention to you. And finally, you know, after a few months of doing it, I mean, the first, probably the first year or two was very awkward for me. And I didn't know what direction to go in. You know, they always talk about knowing your niche and I was interviewing different people and really it just, I don't want to say it fell in my lap, but it kind of steered me towards the, just focusing on us, on the family. Cause prior to the pandemic, um, I was going around videotaping people, like what other drivers were doing and actually throughout the pits, mm-hmm. but then pandemic hit, we weren't even allowed to leave our trailers right? and let alone like go see what other people are doing. So I just started, I just videotaped us and people love that even more. So I was, you just kind of roll with the punches and what interests people more you kind of roll with. Cause I mean, my one buddy, he's into racing, but he does like haunted stuff on youtube i'm like do you not like that he says not really but it makes me money i was like okay well at least i enjoy doing my videos right it just i don't know i always people always ask why didn't i race and i don't know if that was gonna be one of your questions might be jumping ahead but i did it a few times and i loved it but i always thought well if i have well obviously now i have three races of my own they're you know doing the entertaining well how can i help the sport otherwise you know if i don't want to race how else can i bring fans get get seats and or yeah butts in the seats and promote the sport that i've grown up in and i love and then the videos they just stuck i love it that's crazy and i can't believe that your dad was the one who suggested it so I know. He, I mean, the most old school, <laughs> and you have a different perspective and, and vision of him than everyone outside of the house does, of course. And I've mm-hmm. always took him as someone who's very quiet and very uh, reserved. I mean, and we're yes. talking without the helmet on, of course. It's a completely different story, <laughs> nice otherwise. But but just just very quiet and very he keeps to himself. I mean, I've said hello to him almost every time I see him and I'll give a nod and a wave, but it's not like others were, Hey, so how's it going with you? And, you know, just chewing your ear off. He's just always been that way. So it's, and you know, one of my questions definitely is, you know, how has he taken to all the publicity basically around almost every time he's racing now? <laughs> it, the, I never, ever, I mean, I, always wanted to follow my father's footsteps of course like make a name for myself and this has really helped obviously of course the name helps right and his career helps but i never ever would have thought the day i remember specifically we weren't even at a modified race we were at williams grove from the national open and some guy comes up to me and asks for a picture i go to grab the camera he's like no can your dad take the picture i want a picture with you i was like <laughs> what what are you sure and then there's like people walk um even to my brother everyone when even when i'm not there they're like oh i love the videos i watch your daughter your sister your fiance and and at at the very beginning my dad was he's always been that way don't this is game face Mm -hmm. we're here to make money we're here to win don't be in my way and i'm still like that today like sneak around videotape dad but he's gotten so much more chill i mean i think it was 
a year into it, we were in Florida and we'd go to Applebee's or Chili's or something after the races at Felucia. He'd have a couple cocktails and he'd let loose and he's like, all right, it's time to give the recap. And people just were fathomed because like you said, you know only the one quiet side of Billy Pouch and these videos really help open him up. And he's, he's also at the age where he, you know, could care less. Well, yeah, he's at the point where what else does he have to Mm -hmm. prove? Yeah, nothing. Whereas, whereas my brother is kind of like he chooses whatever he wants, but Mike, he's should I say that? Should, can we can we delete that? <laughs> whereas my dad's like, <laughs> let's just let it rip. <laughs> so yeah, I've all three different sides. I, I mean, I, and I've always had this uh, comparison analogy with your brother and your dad are very mm-hmm. similar to the Earnharts. So you have Dale Senior and and your dad are very game face determination win at all costs kind of thing and then you have the sons who are very um sociable and put themselves out there to be friends with everyone and you know say hi and they're fan friendly and it's so weird how similar those the the families are in that regard it's it's crazy it's crazy to to look at it um but no, you're, you know, you're right, though. Your dad's at the point where, you know, you know, he doesn't really care anymore. He's, you know, he's accomplished everything under the sun. You know, it's not saying that come race day, he's not locked and loaded, ready to go. But oh, absolutely, yeah. it's not it's not the same as it was, what, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. Um, yeah, it's it's turned into more of a we do it because what else am I going to do with my life instead of putting food on the table at this point? Right. Right. It, you can actually treat it more of a hobby yes. than it's a business necessarily. Um, even though it still is. Mm. So, um, I did take note that, uh, you had worked for super dirt for mm-hmm. a year in, as with the public relations. Um, how did that come about? You did your research. <laughs> I always do my um, homework. That's the key. I appreciate that. Um, how did that come about or how did it go? Both. Both. Okay. So oh, that's a great question. Um, I remember, I don't even know how the conversation started, but at the time I had actually was just graduating college and actually was just starting to talk to Mike and that happened to be the first year he was committing to the super dirt car series full time. And, um, I was kind of like, well, at least I know someone on the series cause I'm not going to travel. And that was the hardest thing too, was I was always my dad, my brother, always my dad, my brother. I could not miss a race. Like you could not pull me away. And when I took this job with the dirt car series, it changed everything. And, um, how did it come about? Honestly, don't know exactly, but I think it was just Mike kind of, you know, if I wanted to see Mike, if I started dating him, he lived three and a half hours away. So how else am I going to do that? And, um, I did that for a year and it was a lot of fun. I learned a lot. Um, it definitely helped me appreciate a lot more. I mean, I always appreciate like, again, with my videos, I always try to, to explain and show all that goes into the and the money and the time, but 
it made me appreciate other drivers more. I mean, <laughs> don't let my dad hear this. <laughs> but I remember, like, um, I think one race, Brett Hearn got wrecked. And I actually felt bad for Brett Hearn. And, God, I would never tell that to my father. But um, I was just, you know, it just kind of gave me a whole new perspective of, like, we're all human. We're all the same. You know, one racer might not we might not like one person versus the other and might not like them on the track or off the track. It doesn't matter, but it's still the time and the effort that goes into it. It, it really helps me mold better. Um, I learn a lot with the public relations, with talking to people um, that actually I did the super dirt car series and don't get me wrong. I loved it. I liked working with everyone, but again, that was the transition. I went from, I do not like working for people. I don't know many people that do, but I just don't. And so I left Super Car and started my own public relations business. And I was doing pretty much Super Car drivers. I was doing their PR, <laughs> but I was getting paid better. And I was my own boss. And then after that, I think I did that for two or three years. And quickly I was like, okay, I mean, one driver has a terrible weekend. They're not going to want to talk to me. Therefore I'm not going to get paid. And it was kind of like a up and down, you know, races right now. I wasn't getting paid. And I thought about that. I was like, if I'm dating Mike and the races right now, he doesn't get paid. I don't get paid. I was like, this is not going to (laughs) fly. So, um, not saying that my videos, definitely don't pay the bills but it helps um so when i that's another shift i mean i still have my public relations business but i don't solely just do that and my videos help i mean it's definitely helped bring in sponsorship um the what's the word i'm looking for exposure and exposure yeah for sure and i mean it's funny because for a while all my all three of the guys were like not bothered by me videoing for a while but then finally they're getting sponsorship they're seeing like the return of it and i'm looking at them i'm like are you gonna buy me an ice cream because you got a sponsorship like just saying yeah. <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's funny too you know a lot of fans and outsiders don't understand all that goes into what it is we do at a track on a weekly basis or a nightly basis. And the return financially is not anything close to what anyone thinks it is. Everybody who works at a track either is gone nuts or they do it because they love being there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, That's all it comes down to. It's not something that, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's definitely jobs out there within World Racing Group and stuff like that, where if you get the right position, you can you can make Mm -hmm. money. But it's it's a lot of work that goes into it for, you know, you're just getting some pocket change out of it. You're you're not getting what's going to pay your bills. Um, So in the in the PR role for Super Dirt, you know, besides talking to drivers, what were some of your other responsibilities you'd have to do? Um, pretty much press releases. I mean, I, they now, I love, I love Joe that they have now. He's, they finally made that position full time. So when I was doing it, it was pretty much part time, but it was press releases, keeping up with the stats, doing like you doing your research, doing your homework, um, 
running social media, updating all that stuff. And I mean, I liked it, but again, this is, this is where it was very hard for me because growing up with, with my family, it was not a me, me, me thing, but it's a, how do I make myself rich? Not how do I make someone else rich? Right. And that was my eye opening of, I, again, I want to get back to the sport, but I mean, there's gotta be other ways to do it and actually make money. So, um, that's, I mean, the PR stuff, it was, it was good. It was fun, but that too, I mean, oh my gosh, this, I don't know why this popped in my head, but so many people always ask, well, why didn't you be a Miss Motorsports or run for a pageant? And I'm like, that's all great and grand, but I don't want to be sitting behind the grandstands signing posters or doing busy work because if we have a flat tire, I'm not going to be running in heels, you know? So, And that too was when I worked for dirt is slight favoritism, you know, like, right. so, and, and I completely, I respect that. And I get that because I completely disagree when there's, you know, track owners that have their own race car. And I mean, it's great. Yes. That they're putting a car in the field. They're bringing people into the stands, but I think it, it needs to be level. I don't, it's hard it's hard to find help to begin with but you know when i was there and i'm like laying out the hats or the cups for the the redraw and say mike draws the pole well that's not going to be suspicious so oh i i go through this argument all the time it's and and in that regard and you also have you know the tracks that have the owner has a car on the track Mm -hmm. or you know there is a relation in some way, shape or form or, Oh, you know, like I get grief from some people when I show up on a Saturday night wearing a racing shirt of a particular driver and it's, Oh, well Mm -hmm. there's favoritism there. Oh, it's, I I talked to Nicole flood about this with, um, you know, her relationship with, with Travicki at the time and her flagging his races. And I, you know, it's like, it's going to always come up because, it's the racing community in itself is so family based where the, you're always going to have some kind of connection to someone in some way, shape or form. Absolutely. It's yeah. always going to be that way, but it, it's, it's difficult. It, it it really is. And you have to have thick skin to not constantly argue it and to mm-hmm. just, you know, just someone else arguing the same thing that someone else did five minutes ago <laughs> all over again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember like people, people think what they want, but I mean, obviously like, yeah, if I can give one of my drivers an extra edge, absolutely. But I remember two, three years ago, Mike had done something and was he wrong? No, but did he do it? Yes. And one of our crew guys was basically like, Mike didn't do that. He would never do that. I I turned around at at our crew. I was like, what race were you watching? Like Mike clearly was in the wrong. He messed up. Like he didn't, you know, he basically, he ran someone over, like, you know, on the track, obviously, like Mm -hmm. he had someone blatantly hit them. And our crew guy was like, he didn't do that. Something broke. I looked at him. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, so I, yes, of course there's favoritism, but I know when the drivers are in the wrong and I was like, no, that just, that doesn't fly. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, honey. I'm not going to always 
you know, fluff, fluff your ego a little bit. So, yeah. And I mean, and even when like you brought up Ms. Motorsports, I, I think at one point I had even asked that question too, like, well, Mandy Pouch would be like the ideal person to run for that being mm-hmm. your tied to, you know, with your family and everything. But now that I've gotten to know you, I think you have a different type of personality in a good way. Like, I just can't like to your point, I can't see you standing behind the grandstand signing autographs all night. Mm-hmm. I, I I can't see you doing that because you're so hands on with anything you can you can help with as far as the race cars go. I, I couldn't see you doing that either. Mm-mm. No, I mean, I've always it's always crossed my mind. I love it's I look at doing like miss motorsports i think that's a great promotional gig as long Mm -hmm. as you do it right yes but i i'm telling you it was uh, like a culture shock when i started dating mike and um some races we'd go into like canada and it was me him and one crew guy and i would no joke i'd call my dad like crying like dad i had to change the tires like he has no help this sucks so bad i mean thank god like we've made it through when it's getting better but ever since like my dad and my brother for the most part usually always had good help i mean not just good help but like help you know showing up and with mike for a while it was like crickets and I was, I was like, I can't leave the trailer. I like, I can't do anything else, you know, cause what if he needs me? And I pretty much have turned into that. And now it's, it's so great. Is that like, where were we Georgetown last year? And Billy got a flat tire. I was the first one with the trailer and his crew was like, holy crap. I was like, you know, my fiance is teaching me well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it takes dedication and it, if you're going to be there and again, it's a, it's a financial thing. Guys aren't getting paid to help wrench on guys' cars. They're not. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah. I had a, you know, a friend of mine who is getting out of running 600 modifies. I occasionally would go with him to the track and it, because I'm the only person that's going to be there. I'm not mechanically yeah. inclined, but if I can at least help him pull the lid down over top of him or hand him his helmet or his gloves, that's one less thing he's got to worry about. Yeah. And you know, I get on some people's cases, I'll hear them, you know, making fun of their their longtime friend who's struggling and who doesn't have any help in the pits. And I said, yeah, every week here you are having, you know, drinking beers all night long. And mm-hmm. you can't think like one night, just say, look, I, I don't know what I can really help you with, but I'm here if you need me. Like, let me, you know, offer my services once, you know, once and just show Absolutely. that like you're giving effort to someone who obviously you're calling out is struggling like that's you know it's those kinds of things where some guys are really blessed and they have those crews that are always with them Absolutely. Yeah. I, I it it's astonishing to see and i applaud all those guys that show up every time too because it's it's not you know we aren't nascar we don't have nascar pit crews that mm-hmm. <laughs> you know are getting paid <laughs> but yeah. um yeah it's uh it's an interesting dynamic, but like you said, you know, with the whole Miss Motorsports thing, if you do it right, and you went to a bunch of different shows with Taylor Albert, didn't you? Um, yeah, yeah, she, um, I'm trying to think, she was dating 
Jared for a while before that, I believe. Yeah, I think so. And yeah, and I mean, so she was out. Well, her dad raised, so she was obviously racing, and she actually came to me and was like, "I think I'm gonna run." I was like, "That's awesome." I remember she. It was so fun. She came out to um to Jersey. She's in PI. She came over to Jersey, and Mike was here, and you know, we took her to up to dinner that had um like a a stage slash runway. I taught her how to walk. Like I not gonna like fluff my feathers but i was like the proud is it the mentor of yeah. like the coach so yeah, i was like, like yeah. you're gonna do these poses and we we um we made up autograph cards and like i just went all out as if it was me pretty much just vicariously living through them that's fine um but yeah we we did we went to a good amount of races we did knoxville which you definitely you have to do you just have to do that yeah i mean and she's I think she set a bar, you know, for, oh, a, for sure. Oh my God. A, above and beyond. I mean, I, I like what Andrea Cap's doing, um, you know, as far as different tracks in different States following the all-stars, but Taylor just managed to accomplish everything. I think every big race, uh, whether it's sprint cars, modifieds, whatever, she was at every one of them. I could not yeah. believe it. And it was like, bravo like mm-hmm. it's not a matter of just getting in a bikini and victory lane whenever no. you feel like it it's promoting the sport and being an ambassador you know which it, that's what it comes down to um, absolutely and like I, there's a fair share that come that only came from asphalt and never really went to dirt or you know and i appreciate like you said andrea taylor uh, katie yeah like they all went to different races and i remember prior like i think i was still in college when i actually i worked at, at action track and i was in charge of quite a bit and one was our 50 50 girls and the trophy girls they're two the same <laughs> for anyone that doesn't know that right um and some of them would be packing up leaving before the slingshot feature because slingshots were always last i was like excuse me where are you going and they're like oh well, i gotta get home i was like yeah but your job is for the night like how does how does that look feel for the slingshot guy that wins the race and no girls are there like is it just because it's late or is it because you don't care or they're not good enough i was like no this is everyone's fair right like i don't care what division champ cards late mile spring cars you name it like you gotta give a fair share spread love everywhere because that's and that's what a lot of the girls do, and I, I respect that a lot. I, I see photographers that do it, too. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. come on, guys. Like, like it's, just, it's rude. I understand. I mean, I'll say it. I, I, I When I'm at Kutztown, Billy's there for, well, any race, okay? Any race, I will not, I just cannot watch a race that I don't know anyone in it. It's just, it just doesn't appetize me, I guess. Whereas... I mean, if it's your job as the photographer or the trophy girl or right. the flagger, like imagine the flagger just gets up and says, all right, you know, yeah. hey, someone else take care of the street stocks. Like, what? Yeah, I, I'm sure there's been plenty of nights where myself or Merck would just love to be like, yeah, I'm done for the night. I'm done. <laughs> I'm just yeah. done. Can we just hang the green flag here and just you guys yeah. know what to do? <laughs> oh, my God. So, um. Yeah, let's let's deep dive into these vlogs. So I, I think that that's at this point, besides being, you know, the uh, 
the kid's other kid um <laughs> and 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 billy jr's sister i you know and and the future mr mike mahaney um i think your vlogs are basically what you're known for it's your staple it's it's your big your big deal um so where did this whole idea come from as far when I mean, your dad you said gave you the camcorder but as far as mm-hmm. what you've been able to do with one night of racing um you know from how you're recording things to what you choose to record to now you're doing the onboarding with the GoPros now, like how did you mold all of this into what it is? It has been so much trial and error, man. So much trial and error. I, like I said before was, I was interviewing different drivers and just trying to get a feel. And then people for a while were like, you got to get GoPros. You gotta, and I was like, no, I was a hard no. I was like, that just calls for more work for me. And then what happens? I go and I get GoPros and it's more work for me, but people love it. And it's just, I mean, I can't tell you how many GoPros I've lost, how many, how many have been damaged. Um, I finally had to go and bite the, bite the bullet and buy a new laptop because my storage of my laptop that I take with me isn't even nearly big enough to freaking download one of my videos because the gigabytes on on these videos are outrageous um so i mean it's it's a lot of like i said trial and error i i let's see i started just doing like behind the scenes and just i actually for a while what i was doing was I don't think there was even any talking throughout the videos. I just played music, and then after a while, I was like, eh, let's let them hear the sounds of the track. And then finally got the GoPros, and then I was like, all right, well, having the front is cool. And then I think it was Mike. There was some late-mile driver, was it last year or two years ago, that did the split screen. I'm like, that is badass. And then what happens when all three guys are in the same race? That's um what's six split screens mm-hmm. <laughs> and um it's a lot of freaking work and lining those videos up from the front to the back it takes so much time but like when i'm there i think about that i'm like if i'm there and I'm, i don't have anything to videotape i'm i probably one get put to work and no one wants to be put to work um or two i'd be sitting there with like i don't know my hands in my pants i mean that just sounds really wrong sitting on my hands what are you sitting, my sitting hands? on your and hands just, yeah we'll just do that one sitting on my hands but the video is just i mean so many people are like you should try this you should try that and of course you're gonna have people like this is too long or you talk too much or you don't know what you're talking about or I don't know they're, you're always gonna get complainers and naysayers but the majority of them love it i mean i right now my current battle is my gopros i've been they've been freezing and they've been dying or just you know kicking the can i'm like okay something's going on and i actually which is again awesome the resources i get out of doing these videos a nice uh lady had reached out to me and her husband works for a bobsled team and her husband got me in contact with their PR person who does all their videos. And he was like, you should probably do this. And I mean, no joke. I used his, you know, suggestions last night and it worked. Oh, that's like, awesome. 
I, I whole, I mean, knock on wood, it's working. But I've been battling this for a whole year, and I was like, "Where have you been? <laughs> where?" <laughs> oh, but it's. I like to try and find different angles. I like, I love the, the artistic part of it. Um, I recently started, you know, throughout the night after hot laps after the heat, I asked the drivers like, "How'd you feel? What do you think?" So it's not just like, I don't know. You're not. You're only hearing from me, and I think giving that extra is a nice additive. And um, okay, I, I I don't know. I think that's does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a conversation, not necessarily a Q and A. So there's no right or wrong here. Um, yeah. I mean, I go through the same thing now with this podcast thing. So, like, this was just an off the wall idea. I said to my wife back in December. Like all everybody in this community has a story to tell. They all came from somewhere to get where they are now. And then I, I let it go for like a month and a half. And I'm like, well, if I ever come back to the idea, then we're game then we're game on. And it just came back around. And now I'm finding out all these people that listen to every episode that I would have never known. Mm-hmm. I would have never guessed. Guys like drivers are telling me. But keep up the good work, listen to every episode. And I'm like, you do? You do? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then I quick do the the recap in my mind. Have I ever said anything bad about you? No, I don't think so. No, they were good. <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy. I mean, now now your videos, I mean, how many views are you averaging on each video now? Um, somewhere. So that's that's the biggest hurdle I will definitely test to is I feel, and I'm not disposing myself, but I feel, I say we, because it's, it's not just, I mean, obviously I'm the one recording and editing, but we should be farther up than what we are. But I feel the problem with that is, is that, again, we're such a small niche. You you see, I'll just use David Gravel for an example. Love David Gravel. I mean, could he do better editing? Yes. <laughs> um, but his stuff is so freaking simple. And I look at it, I'm like, he probably throws it together and it's like, okay, send it. Whereas I'm sitting here and it takes me hours to edit. And I mean, I think averaging between like 10, 12,000 minimal, which is amazing considering where I started from zero. But the modifieds, we're, we're our own little world. So it's it's very hard for people that watch spring cars and late models to you know for me to just fall in their lap and for them to stumble upon you know northeast modifies or i I think for a little while we had a good boost when iRacing um came out with modifieds really because people were looking up you know big block modifieds big block modifieds e-sport which was great so i think that helped i think I know, especially being covered by Dirt Vision, being covered by Flow, um, that helps us tremendously too. Because you know, people with Flow subscriptions turn on on a random night, and they're like, "Oh, what are these square-looking things?" Mm-hmm. And oh, let's YouTube them. Well, here's Mandy Pouch, which is great, and I love it. But it's just, it's a work in progress. I mean, my brother even said he's like. Um, with Tim Schaefer and Mike Hafner, my brother's like, you should go to Knoxville and follow them. You'd get so many views. I'm like, I know I would. I know I would. But it's, I don't know. It's 
I just I just want people to love modifieds. That's all. <laughs> but like to your point, you had no expectations of how many views you were going to get. At, no. When you started it, it was all just for entertainment purposes. You weren't trying to make any money off of it. Not at all. And I mean, it's it's definitely grown. Um, actually, my dad's cousin, this is going to be a random fun fact, he makes a boat ton of money on YouTube. Um, he's called One Lonely Farmer. You can look him up. Um, hysterical, because he's just no filter whatsoever. But again, he just does farming videos, no fancy edits, and makes bukus of money because that's what people are YouTubing, how to farm. No one's YouTubing how to modify. <laughs> how to big block modify. But I yeah, will no say, but I will say though, some of your videos that you've done with, you know, your brother in this shop or mm-hmm. or even with BP3, you know, going over the mechanics of things. And, you know, I know you just did a shock video. Those are perfect, though, too, because now you're not yeah. just getting the casual fan. You might get, you know, some of these great sportsman guys or or modified guys that run Lernerville that may just be like, Oh, let me check this out. Maybe I can learn something. I mean, obviously pouches have won, uh, you know, your dad's over 700 Billy's at a hundred. I mean, that's a lot of wins. There's gotta be some kind of knowledge there to offer. So that's a different perspective too, that you've incorporated, which, you know, it, it just adds to the, the, to the, uh, diversity of, of what you do. Thank you. I try. So as we as we wind this down, um, you know, what what's your next step as far as, you know, your business and and your PR side of things and and your vlogs? You know, what are you what goals are you working towards? Oh, well, just to be a YouTuber, it's going to be my career one day. Um, I dude, I have thought about that and I'm like, whoa. So Mike and I are getting married in January. By the way, I don't think I've actually told anyone that. Spoiler. Nice. (laughs) It can be heard here first on the Four White Slow Podcast. I love it. There you go. Um, Really, I have have very minimal people know. But I thought about that. I'm like, gosh, when I had little, my nephew, little Billy, at Kutztown, and I'm running around. And I mean, he's at the age where he loves the GoPros. He's like, let's go turn them on. Like, okay, great. But I'm like five six years from now and i've got a little one and i'm like how am i gonna do this i don't know but um luckily what is awesome is one of my girlfriends Allie, who if you watch the videos most people know her love her um absolutely love the quick story of her is she was just a fan of the stands um her and her fiance live about 20 minutes from fonda they only ever like that was their thing to do together Every Saturday night, go to Fonda. And um, we raced there one weekend. I met her. And next thing you know, it was the first time she ever went to Pits. And then it was the first time she ever went to Albany. And she's gone everywhere. She's obsessed with it. So that is what I feed off of is just continuing to add to her sport and that that's just that's my goal is you know giving back to the sport that's given me my life and my family and my fiance. <laughs> so um, luckily, Allie, she's, um, I've been able to, you know, what I do make on YouTube, I chip in and I give her, you know, I throw some money for helping me just freaking stay above water with all my notifications. So, I mean, 
ideally it would be so amazing if I could just have like a full time full time like editor. I don't know if that's even possible because they'd have to be with me twenty four seven and I just I don't even want to be with me twenty four seven. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that would fly. Yeah, and you'd have but, to pay them but, handsomely too. <laughs> yeah. And like um I think it's Chad that, that works for full time for Stewie reason like that's amazing that's awesome but yeah you definitely have to be able to like them you know yeah so um just to keep building this and you know getting the word out and i think really i do feel deo is doing such a phenomenal job at spreading the modifies out a little further a little further you know and we're getting known more and more um and i just i don't know i just want us to I mean, me personally, I'm content. I'm happy. I'm always thriving for more. But I think I just want to continue to give back and grow and support the sport. That's it. I mean, if someone wants to just work for me full, I'm sure someone would want to work for me for full time. But until then, just keep liking the videos and subscribing to the channel. So where can everyone find you on social media? Um... Anywhere is your heart desires, and it's just Mandy Pouch. That's it. Awesome. And yeah. uh, just one last question. Do you know the Thanks exact too. number of how many vlogs you have on YouTube? Oh, no. Are you going to tell me you know? No, is I it... don't. Oh, God. I was hoping you would. because I was gonna That would be a lot of scrolling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I, you know what? I don't think I can pull it up right here. I have an app for that. But... No, I don't think I, I can. Videos. No, I have no idea. It's definitely <laughs> well into the hundreds. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, if I did, yeah, I would say minimally low 300, because if I did 70 races last year, the year before that, I did 100, and I videotape every single race, so... That's crazy. It's a lot, man. And I love it, but it's very, it is very, very time consuming. And I know a lot of people do appreciate it, which goes long ways. But it's like when you asked earlier, like how it all started, it's funny because I remember we'd race and then a few days later, all right, I'll put up the video. But now I'm like, people want the results like yesterday. It needs to be up today. You ain't so, kidding. Oh my gosh. They're like, where's your video? Were you there? Why weren't you there? I'm like, give me like five more minutes, please. Please. <laughs> like today? Oh, you have no idea. I pissed. So actually the video should be up now from New Egypt last night. I spent for a good three hours. I don't know why, but my SD card, I have figured out. It's not reading. Of course, it's the camera that was on the back of Billy's car. And I just couldn't get the footage off it. And I I tried my dad's computer. I, I went to my brother's. I tried his computer. And I'm like, this is the stuff people just don't understand. Like, yeah. they don't see it. Oh, and someone's going to say, how come your brother only had one camera? And I'm going to say, well, you want to do it for me, please? <laughs> <laughs> I go through that, too, because my Sundays are pretty much spent editing my podcast and then dropping it mm -hmm. that night. But, yeah. like, people are going to be disappointed because I'm not going to release it till Monday because it's a big Memorial Day racing weekend and there's a lot of stuff going yeah. on on Sunday and I want to make sure I cover it on my review. Absolutely. So, yeah, I get it. It's uh, it's time consuming. But like I said in the beginning, in the end, we do it because there's a love in there somewhere, right? <laughs>
Somewhere, somewhere deep down, we do. So, what's on the schedule for you this weekend? This week, well, um, I was going to attempt Kutztown. I'm glad I didn't because both Dad and Billy made it to the track and then it rained. So made the right call there, surprisingly. Um, tomorrow, I'm going to be with Mike all weekend. So we've got Middletown tomorrow, Albany Friday, Fonda Saturday, Weed Sport Sunday, Lebanon Valley Monday. Well, you'll have to find me tomorrow night at Middletown. I'm going up. Uh, yeah, Merck, Merck and I are going up. And then I'll, I guess I'll have to make a cameo on one of your vlogs. And we can Absolutely. promote this episode. That'd be great. I'm all for it. Perfect. It. All right. Well, it was fun chatting with you. Uh, great background. Great story to tell. Different dynamic. I hope you Thank enjoy you. the episode as much as I do. And I hope everyone else does, too. But uh, on that note, I will see you tomorrow up in Middletown. Sounds great. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I'll talk to you later. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>